Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 804 on this first responder Friday. What are you shaking your head for? It reminds me of Sarasota with you. Uh, <laughs> with the drop top? Yes. Rob just laughed. Loud. He's laughing and laughing in my ear when this started. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Maryland Terps say, don't forget about us. We're part of the weekend, too. It's funny. They go into this game statistically with the best passer and the best rusher. Not the best receiver. That's Marvin Harrison Jr. But yet they're still 20-point underdogs on the road to Ohio State. Joining us right now from Baltimore Banner, Maroon Shanker. What's going on, Maroon? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well, man. This is uh, you know, a part of a very busy weekend around this area. Maryland Terps game is going to be uh, at 12 o'clock. In uh, uh, at the Horseshoe in in um, Columbus, Ohio, twenty point underdogs for a team that's five and zero, two and zero in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, it's a reflection of the teams that Maryland has beat so far. A weak non conference schedule and two of the worst teams of the Big Ten have gotten them to five and zero, and they have the biggest test of their season against a team that every year and especially this year is trying to contend for national championships. And of course, that game will be on thirteen hundred. The bet. Now, I know what the point spread says and all this, but do the Terps have the best quarterback in the Big Ten? I think it's fair to say yes. I think Talia Tagovailoa has proven himself. The thing that he's done this year that's really surprised me and stood out to me most is his ability to avoid pressure and avoid turning pressure into sacks. He's been incredible at it and, you know, turned his rate from 20% of pressure and turning into sacks to about 4%, which is a wild number. And, uh, that's just, you know, he keeps the offense on schedule in a way that he hasn't been able to over his last few years. He's been sacked three times. <laughs> and how much Sanders has been sacked from Colorado? How much? 25. Jeez. Well, yeah, he does take a lot of sacks. <laughs> now, now looking at this Ohio State team, they, they really haven't, outside of the Western Kentucky game, just taken anybody out behind the woodshed and smoked them, right? They've mm-hmm. they kind of let people hang around. So it just makes me wonder. Like, I see the numbers going up. It started off at like 14 and a half and now gone all the way up to 20 as far as them being favored. What do you think of this Ohio State team from what you've seen thus far? I mean, it's a different Ohio State team than we've seen in the past just because of the quarterback, right? It's it's a new guy back there, and they've shown over the last few years that they could slide in different guys every single year, and it can have success. And they're doing it to a certain level this year. McCord's been solid but not spectacular in any of the games. He showed some stuff in that Notre Dame win, obviously. And this is a team that is leaning a little bit more on its defense than I think Ohio State teams have in the past. And it's a, it's a, it's a different flavor to the formula that we've seen. 
Arun Shanker joining us from Baltimore Banner, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Arun, the Maryland Terps are 5-0, 2-0 in the Big Ten. Right now, they're, I guess you could say, ranked 26th in the uh, AP poll. Uh, you got a team like Fresno ranked 24th. Their biggest wins have been at Purdue, at Arizona State. You feel like uh, a team that's in a major conference like this, undefeated and undefeated in the conference, the Terps are somewhat uh, disrespected uh, across the country? I don't know if I'd go as far to say disrespected just because, I mean, you talked about Fresno State's schedule. Maryland's schedule, their most impressive win, I don't know if there's a team in the top 100 there. I mean, even in the Big Ten, Michigan State and Indiana are just two. You know, Michigan State obviously has a whole sort of issues going on at their program, yeah. but Indiana is, I mean, Tom Allen was expected to get fired early in the season if, if it wasn't for, you know, a buyout situation. And Maryland beat them all soundly, but it's there's a there's a certain level that you have to hit when you haven't played a tough schedule, and because Maryland doesn't have that pedigree, it's going to be hard for them to hit that. How I mean, you look at the the Big Ten right now. Three of the top ten teams who are ranked in the Big Ten. Um, how much progress I guess has Maryland made as far as being competitive in that division conference? I think Saturday is going to be our big test, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's so hard to say just because this season they're either going to play pretty bad teams or some of the best teams in the nation. And so it's not there. There is there hasn't been a game. You know, last year I looked at the SMU game as a measuring stick for Maryland, and when they were able to beat SMU, I was like, okay, this is a pretty solid team. But they don't have a game like that this year until maybe Illinois next week, and that that's maybe the only one on their schedule. And so it's going to be. If they can hang around with Ohio State, that will be something that really gives us an indicator of like, okay, this team is more than just someone who can beat up on bad teams. And to be clear, beating up on bad teams is something Maryland hasn't always done over the last decade. So that by itself is progress. So, all right, give me a prediction for the game. I mean, as it looks uh, talent-wise, this is a game that a lot of Terps fans feel like they can possibly pull off an upset. Do you feel that way? I think I give them a one-in-four chance, which is – Sounds slim, but compared to what this matchup has looked like historically, is 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 uh, is a pretty big deal. I think uh, it's going to be the, the biggest key that I'm looking at is are the Terps able to stay on schedule on offense? Is is Talia still able to avoid pressure? Is he still able to keep them in favorable down and distances? And on the other side, can they pressure McCord? Because this has been a middle of the pack pass rush so far. And if they're able to get some pressure on McCord, he crumbles so far this year, um, even more than the average quarterback. So that could be the key to maybe forcing one of those game-changing plays that helps you swing that upset. Varun Shanker, uh, Baltimore Banner. Tell folks how to follow you on social media. Yeah, they can find me at at ByVarunShanker, B-Y-V-A-R-U-N-S-H-A-N-K-A-R, and find all my stuff at Baltimore Banner Sports. Go Terps. Thanks a lot, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. You know, he said that the Terps – having beat up on bad teams a lot in the past. Here's the definition of, of building success, Jeremy. You beat the teams that you should, and you can maybe go 500 against the teams that are really good. Each year, the list of teams that you should beat should grow. Yeah. And, that, and, that tells you how you – see, and, and the reason why the Terps haven't been able to beat up on bad teams is because that list of bad teams to them wasn't as long as it is right now because they've gotten better. Yeah, see, the thing for me, too, is like – and I agree with you. I think the, I think this is a different Terps team. I think they're really good. I still don't think they're there yet. No, they're not. Um, but they're better than they were. Yeah. That's why the list of bad teams is starting to grow for them. Because I want to – like, 
I honestly want to see. I don't think the Terps win this weekend. I like Ohio State minus the 20. I think everybody likes Ohio State this one. So <laughs> I just want to see how they react to a loss if that happens. And if they prove me wrong, hats off to you. You know, you, you find that way to win on the road. If this game were at home, I think I'd feel totally different about it. I just The horseshoe is a really tough place to play. It is a very bad place to play. 410-583-1057 is the number. Okay, I'm going to run out a list for you folks. At 830, we have Mike Preston from Baltimore Sun. 845, Ben McDonald from Masson. 9 o'clock, Jim Palmer from Madison. 9.15, Melissa Kim from 105.7 The Fan. And at 9.30, Rick Ritter from WJZ-TV. We are going to run the gauntlet on the great guests in our metro area. But on the other side, the man who could tell you how to win some money this weekend. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a primary focus on Saturday and Sunday. A lot that I like. Um, I'll point out some of the games, throw them out there for you. Talk about last night. I split. I went one and one, thought the under would hit. But I did say, too, like we were talking about it. Once I saw Dick Butkus had passed away, I got scared to death in my survivor <laughs> pools, and I switched to Miami instead of, instead of trying to chase the Washington game. But we'll get into all that, talk about the games this week, and lots of great matchups. I'll tell you the pitching matchups for MLB as well. I got a question for you on that note. Okay, we'll get into it. That's coming up next here in the Daily Line. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DJ Moore Show. Sweet music? Yeah. Did I miss something there? What was that about? I have no idea. That's courtesy of Westwood One. Got that one wrong. Thought the defenses would show up for Washington, or at least for Washington. Um, I think most of us got it wrong if you watch that game because everybody I know was was on the the, the the commanders thinking that they were just going to handle them on a short week, and it I, makes sense. I thought you were right the first time, the defenses. I thought the defenses, commanders would show up and stop them, and the Bears would show up and not stop the commanders. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it went over the total. I had the under there. I had the under in the Liberty game, which they scored 17 points in the first quarter, and there was like three minutes left, and I'm going, what the hell is going on tonight? You know, like, uh, Liberty ended All up winning, right. All right. Uh, went under the total. So I split last night. Conference uh, USA, USA, baby. With the only two picks that I had. But it's a. Uh, and the conference. reason. We've, we've got some like Friday night college football games tonight. And Ed, you, you were asking me about one of the big games tonight Nebraska, Illinois. I'm yeah. just curious because 
Dick Butkus played for Illinois, and you know he's look. He's one of the most iconic players in NFL history, and a proud. You know, he played for Illinois. He played for Chicago. The whole state. I mean, that's his home. You know, state. It's it's a big deal. I wonder how they're going to be. Uh, what was his presence at the university? Like now, big. Like he yeah. has a, he has a huge yeah. presence with the Chicago Bears. Oh, he had a huge. He just did a. They just put a uh, statue of him up, yeah. and he was he outside. was around. Okay, yeah, he right. was always around because he went to Illinois did, and did got drafted mean, by the Bears. Did, so. did it mean something? If you yeah. have a presence there, yeah. like like I go back to Brooks Robinson. You can say, well, these kids don't know who Bruce Robinson is. They do because he had a presence here. Yeah. So they knew Chicago Bears, he had a presence with them. I didn't know about Illinois. I wasn't, I wasn't doubting it. I just didn't yeah, know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, so, and this is something, too, where initially, like, coming in, I would have sat here and said, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to take Nebraska plus a three and a half. I think this is more of a defensive-minded game and lower scoring. And I'd rather have the points, even though I don't like Nebraska. But I can't tell you to take that. Like I, I, these emotional spots. I either stay away from them, or I'm going with the team that has emotion. There's so much money coming in Illinois, and I get it. Um, but I, I would say that they're the right side if you're going to bet tonight. I don't love. I don't love tonight's games. It's another one of those days where it's like you're going to be picking games just for the sake of picking games. Because if these two games were played tomorrow, I wouldn't even be talking about them. Right. So, um, and I'm going to tell everybody that tonight. Like, there, there's nothing I love. If you want to bet something, bet something. Now. Let's do this with baseball real quick because um, if there's any questions about baseball, I can kind of tell you this much with uh, the money that's coming in, where it's going. The weird thing is Vegas knows who's pitching in these games, but the teams haven't really announced them because it's gamesmanship. Um, the only thing that's really been announced that's on the gambling sites right now is, is Merrill Kelly versus um, uh, Clayton Kershaw, and we know Verlander's pitching for the, for the Astros. It hasn't been listed who's pitching for Atlanta, Philly, Baltimore, Texas, even though we kind of know, right? So that's why the odds are out. And right now, the Orioles are minus 145, more money coming in on the O's, which I expect. I don't care. I'm just sitting here telling you this team has done this all year long because I bet against them in these spots. The Orioles. I bet against the Orioles a ton this year. Now, I've been right a couple of times, but I can't tell you how many times as a small favorite I bet against them, and they burn me. They find ways to win games. This is I'm, I think this is a special team, and I think they find a way to win this series. Who's Vegas favoring? The Orioles. Minus That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what people say. This they're going unrecognized. That yet someone else is favoring I, the Orioles. I think when my thought process on this was everybody's going to pick the Dodgers, everybody's going to pick the Braves, everybody's going to pick the Astros, no, no, and I, they're going to look for that one upset and go. Well, I could see Texas beating them because Texas is a good team. Okay. That's what I thought. But um, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Houston is minus one sixty. The Dodgers are minus 200, and Atlanta's minus 200, which that'll most definitely be Spencer Strider, I think, starting. Um, unless they decide to go with Max Freed. But either way, it looks like Philly's going to have to start uh, Ranger Suarez, who's been okay. But Atlanta's lineup is just, I mean, it's the best lineup in baseball. I so. think they're staggering out games a lot better Saturday than they have. Well, they yeah, they yeah. they clearly didn't care when they were starting them an hour apart. You know, it's now they care. Yeah, you're right, because they didn't start anything at 1 o'clock on a weekday. Yeah, and it's, it's the weekend. So um, Also, at Philly, Atlanta, 8.5 the total. Texas, Baltimore, 8. 7.5 for Arizona, L.A. Dodgers, 7.5 for Minnesota and Houston. Just wanted to throw those out. Um, I'll have some free plays tomorrow, but nothing really standing out right now of which way to go, um, especially with two minus 200 favorites. Now, as far as this weekend, college football, let me just run through it. I really like UCLA getting or minus three and a half against Washington State. I think people are going to look at that game and say, it doesn't make any sense. How isn't Washington State favored over them? Michael Penix Jr. and all the things that he can do. I think UCLA wins this game. I do like Ohio State 
I do like Georgia against Kentucky. They're minus 14 and a half. And one thing I, I was telling everybody yesterday that if they wanted to jump on it, the line moved really quick. It sounds like Alabama's quarterback, their starting quarterback, has a hamstring injury and he may not play. Mm-hmm. I liked A&M to win this game outright before I heard about this injury. Now it's down to one and a half. I think A&M knocks off Bama this week. I like that spot. And another one I like that I think is sneaky is Louisville against Notre Dame. They're getting six and a half. Louisville has a really good offense. Um, And I think they're a solid team that's lost some tough road games here recently. But I think they keep this game close. Not telling you they beat Notre Dame, but I think they keep it within that touchdown uh, and cover the spread. As far as Sunday goes, I think there's a lot of teams in good spots. I like the Falcons. I like Jacksonville plus the five and a half in London. They stayed there. Tredavious White. It sounds like Greg Rousseau may not play for that Bills defense. I think there's a big advantage here for Jacksonville, and they may actually pull off the outright upset plus that five and a half. I do like Minnesota plus the points against Kansas City. Uh, It's a great spot for Minnesota, Kansas City on back-to-back road games. Um, And I have a hunch that Jets-Broncos game goes over the total. And I'm going to be playing Dallas on Sunday night football as well. So I just wanted to throw out a couple of games. We kind of used to do this all the time. I think those are all interesting. Plays may change over the next couple of days, but that's kind of where I'm standing today. And those are the games I think I'm going to be on. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Gone 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on Fan. Ben McDonald will join us at 845 to talk some Orioles baseball. But on the other side, the Ravens have struggled the last six games against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Preston would tell us why this might be different. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 8.31 in the a.m. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Army with Harmony. Yeah. (laughs) You would pick that. That verse with you. Army with harmony. <laughs> uh, he gets a kick out of himself. He does. He? Shut he, up. Nobody asked you, Ed. He <laughs> robbed it. <laughs> I, I thought he was talking to me. My bad. <laughs> We're waiting on Mike Preston. Um, Baltimore Ravens, one in five over the last six against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ed. Three of those starts. Huntley, 
one of those thoughts. Um, uh, RG three, right? So only two of those thoughts by Lamar Jackson. Regardless, it's got to be important for the for the Ravens to get some momentum against this team. It is actually. I mean, I think it was, you know, with Roquan have said he's, you know, he doesn't consider himself a Raven until he beats the Steelers. Yeah. Know, this Somebody said he, he beat him last year. Um, but, I, you know, like, again, I don't know if that's something each season. It's like, hey, I'm not a, I'm not a Raven until I get that yeah. win against the Steelers. I don't know. But that's what he said. Whatever. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> he said a lot of great things, yeah. you know, like. But I was asked yesterday about Patrick Queen's comments about what Mike Tomlin said to him. Like I hadn't even heard that story before. Oh, well, you're not a Raven. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And what was that about? Because he was a nice guy, or I, I didn't understand it. And then the people in Pittsburgh go, Mike Tomlin just raves about Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, so we have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't he, know. He couldn't back it up. He, he, he didn't want to. He didn't want to solidify it. But this is what Tomlin said. Anytime you know you join this organization, and they talk about this game, it's the game that defines you and makes you a Raven. Uh, when I was on my on their sideline my rookie year, Mike Tomlin was looking at me, yelling at me, "You're not a Raven. You're not a Raven. You're not supposed to be there. You're not. You're not one of them." I don't care if he was joking. I don't care if he was serious. At the end of the day, I'm on your sideline. You're telling me I'm not a Raven. It's kind of disrespectful. So, so uh, every time I play them, it's something personal. So that's yeah. what Mike Tomlin told said to Patrick Queen. Now you can take that one of two ways. You're not supposed to be there. You're not one of them. Meaning you should put, you should be with us. If he raves okay. about him so much. Yeah. Maybe that's possible. what he was saying. You you should be here, not there. Because I mean, it's possible. I guess. Sure. Yeah, Mike Tomlin has some history, interesting history with the Raiders. Jacoby Ra- 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 Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was an accident. That, yeah. That yeah. You're looking accident. at the, you're looking at the, the the jumbotron standing on the field. There was a delay on the jumbotron. Okay. Maybe okay. stuck his foot right out in the field. <laughs> he he stinky legged him. He's doing the hokey pokey. No, he's thinking like them. I mean, Did I ever tell you about when I got addicted to doing the hokey pokey? No. It's okay. I turned myself around. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. (sighs) Jesus, take the wheel. This is Mike Preston's fault, not mine. What about, you know, what if it is what it's all about? Yeah, that's that's what (laughs) What it's about. What if it is? Oh my God! Why are you encouraging him? Yeah, see, you know, it's Friday, man. That's 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 not encourage him to do bad things. I don't feel like. Listen, I got some place to go after this. I'm not sitting in the principal's <laughs> office because yeah. Oh. <laughs> Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number. What's going on, Joe? You did something, Joe? I told Mike the wrong time. Are you sure? That if I'm reading the message right now, damn. Yeah, but you don't make mistakes. So, let's see. Uh, you mean to move the daily lineup again? I told him one time when I thought we had a slot there, but then you told me someone else was going to be there. Oh, so this is my fault. Well, no, it's just that there was, a, there was a lack of communication, and then I made one decision, and then you told me that there was another thing when I talked to you later in the day. Boy, yeah, it sounds like communication on is, your part. Sounds like someone is passing the buck. <laughs> I may have messed up, but in my mind, this is your fault. <laughs> what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> what was that from? That uh, that's cool uh, hand Luke. Cool hand Luke. Yeah. yeah. What we have here is failure to communicate. Ravens, uh, you talk about how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers are stopping the run. I don't care how big and bad the Pittsburgh Steelers claim to be. 
Jeremy, you don't want to be bad against the run playing against the Ravens. No, no, especially with the number eight back there as well to add some to that because, yeah. um, and in the way, like you could say what you want about the group that they used last week and and say they kind of mix it up, but I actually like what um what I saw from the run game. Uh, there were instances uh, of some of the big plays, even with Melvin Gordon and Ken, Kenyon Drake outside of the fumble, but um, and even Justice Hill. I'd like to see more of him. I know I he's still too. a little nicked up, but yeah. he's had some big plays. Yeah, it's it's um. I think he needs at least seven carries a game. What do you think, Ed? Three carries, four oh, carries. absolutely. Get, get a man yeah. seven carries a game and then see from there. I'd like to see him more like ten. I'd see him carry the ball a bit. You know, I've seen, you know, Edwards carry a bulk of them, like 17, 18 carries a game, but I'd suggest that he'll get like ten. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens, if the, if the game goes well, don't have to throw the ball a ton. And I'm a guy who loves throwing the football 20 to 25 times. If, they, if things go well for them on offense, that's about it for them. You know, I mean, outside of that, you're kind of forced. You got so many good, good runners, so many guys who can run the ball and makes and do some damage, and and you know, it, to me, it opens up a big play pass game mm-hmm. because now I'm sneaking up, sneaking up. You got those guys that that running, um, you know, in, intermediate to deep routes. They can turn it into big plays. That's what I'm looking for out of this offense. Yeah, I mean, your hope. Like, look, think about. How often this team has, to use Hank Stram's term, matriculated the ball down the field and converting third downs in time of possession. It's a great thing. But how great is it as well when you can flip that field on one throw, bring a good defense back out, get another stop, and then work them over? They can wear these teams down, and that's clearly kind of what happened in this last game against Cleveland. Cleveland had a good run defense, or they still do. They have a a great defense. But – that offense left them out to dry. All those three and outs, all those times turning the ball over, and the Ravens just did work, kept working on them. And keep in mind, Justice Hill has been limited, though, uh, mm-hmm. in the last two days in practice. So don't know what his availability will be mm-hmm. on Sunday. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's the line for this game again, Jerry? Four and a half right now. Ravens four and a half? Yep. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah, I like the that's Steelers. A lot of, that's a points. lot of points on the road. It's like seven and a half. That's a lot of yeah. points on the road, man. Well, you're looking at a team, too, in Pittsburgh. Like Again, we don't know the situation with their quarterback. We thought he was going to be out for a couple weeks, and now he's trending to play uh, with the bruise. Was it bruise uh, bone on his knee? Or his bruised kneecap? He's got something going on. Um with uh, you know, with, with their situation, but again, even if it's Mitchell Trubisky coming in for half the game, I think they're the same damn player. To be honest uh, with you, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's much difference in the two. We found that out. Orioles for the first time in franchise history won 100 games in a regular season without Jim Palmer on the roster. They're looking to do the first thing uh, in franchise history with the World Series. Get to one without. Jim Palmer on the roster. We'll talk to Jim at 9 o'clock. But on the other side, Ben McDonald will take us back on the ride that was 2023 right here on The Fan. 845 in the AM. Baltimore Orioles getting ready for game one of the ALDS. 1 o'clock tomorrow at Oriole Park at Camden Yards facing the Texas Rangers. What a ride this year. Joining us right now, courtesy of the WGK Law guest line, he is Former Oriole pitcher, now broadcaster, Ben McDonald. What's going on, Ben? I'm sorry. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing, man? Man, I can't complain. Got back in town yesterday and got all settled in, so ready for some baseball tomorrow. That's about it. Ben, we put a put a nice little bow last week on the regular season. The regular season that won, the Sauter Orioles win 101 games. 
describe the ride. I mean, you got a lot of baseball left, but describe the ride that was 162 to you. Well, I mean, I would call it in some ways a surprise, Rob. I don't think anybody thought. And look, I think I was like a lot of people in spring training. We all know what the Orioles did last year, and it was a phenomenal year. They won 83 games last year. And I really thought, you know, going into the season, I said, okay, the Orioles have a real shot, in my opinion, of being a wild card team this year. Like, I think, you know, we all thought somewhere around 88 wins would probably get you, 89 wins would probably get you into the playoffs. And I really thought the Orioles had a shot at doing that if they could stay healthy and some guys continue to perform. I don't think anybody can honestly say they saw 100 wins coming, you know, one of the best seasons in Oriole history. I don't think anybody can say that they saw that coming. But it's not a surprise to me that the Orioles were in the playoffs. It is a surprise, though, they had the second rest, back, uh, second rest uh, record in baseball. There's no doubt about that. What do you think about Texas in this series I mean, as far as how they match up with the Orioles? I mean, I think they split the series during the season, but – they, they can hit one through nine. I mean, they they, they just got a lot of uh, bats in that lineup. How does this look for the O's? Yeah, you know, Texas, you know, I, I can't figure the Rangers out, right? I mean, the team that got off to a great start, and then somewhere in the middle part of the season, they lost eight in a row. They lost 20 of 30 games. I mean, think about that. They yeah. lost 20 of 30 games at one point. And then they go into the final – you know, the final week of the regular season with a two-and-a-half game lead in the American League West. You think they're going to be the AL West champs, and yet they faltered down the stretch. And, of course, they lost three or four in Seattle, lost the final game of the year, and all of a sudden they fell into the wild card. So you had to wonder kind of where they were and who they were. And all of a sudden, you know, I'll be honest, I did not see them knocking off Tampa. I, we know how difficult it is to play in Tampa. And although Tampa's got the injuries, we knew about the injuries and all that kind of stuff, and, and, you know, Franco's missing and McClanahan's gone and so on and so forth, I really thought Tampa would win that series. And yet Texas showed up in a big way. And, look, Jordan Montgomery set the tone for, you know, for Texas in game one. Their starter, he was outstanding. Uh, Who saw Evaldi? Evaldi had been absolutely awful in his six starts since coming back off the IL. I mean, he had an ERA above nine in his six Mm -hmm. starts, and all of a sudden – he just shoves it, you know, that night. So now all of a sudden you look at it and go, uh-oh, if this pitching staff gets going, uh, te- you know, te- Texas can be a real tough team. You mentioned the offense. It's, it's the best offense in the American League and one of the best in baseball. And I think the key to them is the bottom part of that lineup. I mean, J- Josh Young, Josh Young came back. And you got to remember, you know, he was going to be the favorite the way he got out of the shoot uh, to win the AL Rookie of the Year. Of course, he got hurt, and Gunnar Henderson came along, and Gunnar's going to win that. But Josh Young is back, and this young 21-year-old kid, Evan Carter, who's hitting the nine-hole, has been phenomenal as of late. Only 65 career at bats in the big league, but he is really doing it. So you got two guys at the bottom part of that lineup that can really roll it to the top in Simeon and Seager and Grossman and Garcia and those guys. So it's a potent offense. There's no doubt about that. And so – there's going to be some challenges involved pitching to these guys. They're a very good team. They can hit the long ball. They score a lot of runs per game, 5.4. And so there's going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about that for the Orioles. But, listen, it's the playoffs, guys. And we're down to the, the final four teams in the American League. There's no powder puffs anymore. Everybody's really good. And so the Orioles got to go out and play. I'm concerned a little bit about the Oriole offense, and I said this on record toward the end of the season. Our last 11 games, the Orioles are only averaging 2.7 runs per game over their last 11. I do not like where this offense is trending right now. And so there's some concerns there. I mean, Hayes ended the season 3 for 27. O'Hearn ended the season 0 for 23. And Mullins ended the season 2 for 36. And so that's a concern for me for sure. But every time we have thought about 
counting this team out and saying, okay, they're fixing to get in a bad situation where it's going to be slumping for a while. They, they tend to find another gear and they get going again, you know. And so who could count this team out there? Home for the first two games. We think Kyle Bradish is going to be on the mound tomorrow. He should be. I'm guessing. Well, I guess we'll find out later on today. But I love the way he's throwing guys. He's been as good as anybody, as you know, uh, especially this season and the second half of the season has been phenomenal. So I like where the Orioles are. The question is, can they go out and put some points on the scoreboard? So you brought up that lineup, and Corey Seager is, uh, to me, the straw that stirs the drink. He would be the MVP if there was no Shohei Otani this year. Um, but he's just been downright fantastic, an OPS over 1,000. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on how how do you attack this guy? Because it seems like he hits everything. Yeah, there's one guy, you, you, when you do the the pregame stuff, you talk about guys in the lineup that's not going to beat you. To me, it, 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 that's the guy you, you, you hang a star by, and you say, Corey Seager is not going to beat us in this series. And so when you get a chance to work around him, you have to find a way to work around him because he hits left-handers as well as he does right-handers. As you mentioned, he'd probably be the MVP if it wasn't for Otani. That's how good he's been this year. And so he's just a very difficult guy to try to pitch to. And he's going to be the guy I think the Orioles try to avoid. And they're going to make Grossman, Garcia, who just came back off the IL. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe has not been great lately. He typically hits in a four or five hole. Those are the guys I think you got to make beat you. I think Brandon Hyde loves where his left-handers are in that bullpen right now. I, I, you know, if you go back and look and, and you've seen what D.L. Hall's done – Lately, for sure, CNL Perez uh, and Danny Colomb, I think our left-handers are pitching the ball as well as they have all year long out of that bullpen. I think there's a little bit of concern with the right-handers, but Tyler Wells' emergence out of the bullpen is going to play big. We thought it would. Uh, I do where, I do like where Cano finished the year. I felt like he, you know, he, he fished a lot of, little bit better than what he was, say, three or four weeks ago, you know. And so Seager's the guy I'm circling that lineup, and I'll make everybody else beat me for sure. Yeah, with Ben McDonald joining us, uh, Oriole broadcaster, former pitcher. Uh, ben, you talked about the last down the stretch, the Orioles only averaged less than three runs a game. When you go in that clubhouse and you're talking to players those last two, three weeks of the season, and they talk about you know finishing that race so they can get that number one seed and ultimately that bye, uh, they're, they're basically telling you they're a little bit tired. How much do you think this rest, which is very significant for them, plays into maybe them being able to jumpstart that office? Because these guys were tired. Yeah, no doubt. Look, but there's nobody that's a healthy after 162 games and running with a full battery, right? I think the adrenaline flow for the Orioles are now is going to take over, and the adrenaline flow is going to bring them back to where they were maybe in April and May. I think you get that boost of energy in the playoffs. Obviously, it's going to be packed at Camden Yards, and I think all those bumps and bruises and the tiredness that you had is, is no longer there. My biggest concern for the Orioles now is can you go out and can you relax? And can you can do the same things that you've done that got you to 101 wins? And I think that's going to be Brandon Hyde's message to this young group that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience to say, listen, guys, we don't have to do anything more than what we've done all year long. We want 101 games playing the game the way we play the game. That's how we're going to continue to play this game. I don't want you guys to try to do anything more. I want you to try to settle in and, and, and be your best. You know, And I think that's got to be the message for the Orioles right now is can you relax? Can Kyle Bradish go out there and stack a zero? Can the Orioles score first? You know, we were talking about that. And, you know, the keys to the game for me is going to be scoring first. We know when the Orioles score first, they're 61 and 19 when they score first. Also went and looked, we need a home run mixed in there too. When the Orioles hit at least one home run, they're 41 games over 500. So a home run is going to be nice. And, of course, being clean on defense is a key for me. This this Ranger offense, as you guys mentioned, is one of the best in baseball. You can't give this kind of offense extra opportunity. So all the routine plays, 
have to be made for the Orioles. Those are the three keys for me uh, in a lot of ways. But I think the message for Brandon Hyde is pretty simple. It's, look, 101 wins was, was good enough for the second-best record in baseball. Let's continue to do the same things that we've done before. I know the pitching was outstanding when the uh, Rangers played the, the Rays. Were you surprised at all at how bad the Rays were defensively? I was shocked. I was shocked. And I think, look, I mean, they made four errors in game one uh, yeah. against the Rangers. They, they made four errors the entire season. They've been one of the better defensive teams in baseball. And they're playing at their own ballpark where they're very familiar, the ball coming off the turf. And yet, but, but it goes to show you guys, even with experience, and, the, and obviously the Rays have that, that sometimes the game can speed up. And when the lights get the brightest and the stage gets yeah. the biggest, and that's what it is in the playoffs, things can happen, right? And it can snowball and it can get out of control. But what was equally shocking for me is the fact that they only scored one run. They only scored one run, too. So the defense was a shocker for me for the Rays and the fact they can only put one run on the scoreboard against the Rangers. And look, I know the Rangers starters have been pretty solid. I mean, you go back and look, they're the seventh best in baseball. That bullpen for the Rangers, 24th. 24th in baseball at 30 teams, a 4.77 ERA, and yet they couldn't score any runs. But the key to that and winning the series was the length that Jordan Montgomery gave, you know, going seven and Nathan Evaldi going six and two-thirds. That was the key. And that way, Bruce Bochy, the skipper for the Rangers, he didn't have to get into that bridge to be able to get to the back end because the way I'm looking at it and reading it, there's only a trust factor of about three relievers that the Rangers have. I think it's LeClerc, the closer. Aralis Chapman has been solid. And Josh Spores. I think those are the three guys he really trusts down there. And he didn't have to get to those bridge guys that have struggled a little bit this year to try to get to the back end of that bullpen. Those starters got him to the back end of the bullpen. So that was the key for the Rangers. And look, that's going to be the key for the Orioles, too. Can Kyle Bradish go out and give some length? Because now you're talking about giving length. Can you give length as a starter to be able to get to the back of your bullpen where you have your best guys back there to shut the opposing team down? There he is, Ben McDonald. Ben, thanks how a lot. How do you do that? I, I've never been able to give length. So how, how does that happen? Uh, you, it's, it's genetics. The it's, world. it's a learned trait. It's a learned trait. The pitching level is genetics and others. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is, so. <laughs> ben, thanks a thanks, lot, man. my friend. Looking forward to tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Take care, guys. All right, buddy. All right. <laughs> Gen- Genetics. Uh, you don't know her, D. <laughs> but let's look at what school she goes to. That's at 915. But on the other side, Jim Palmer talks about what's special about this Orioles baseball team right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.